Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 8. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel, who had a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne. The smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of God's people, went up before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar and hurled it on the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashings of lightning and an earthquake. Then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. The first angel sounded his trumpet and there came hail and fire mixed with blood and it was hurled down on the earth. A third of the earth was burned up, a third of the trees were burned up and all the green grass was burned up. The second angel sounded his trumpet and something like a huge mountain all ablaze was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea turned into blood A third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star, blazing like a torch, fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters turned bitter, and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. The fourth angel sounded his trumpet and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon and a third of the stars, so that a third of them turned dark, a third of the day was without light and also a third of the night. As I watched, I heard an eagle that was flying in midair call out in a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the trumpet's blasts about to be sounded by the other three angels. The vision of the seven trumpets seems too much for simple minds to comprehend. If you feel overwhelmed or confused, don't despair. Apocalyptic literature is intended to conceal and elude. It's meant to present the truth behind a veil, which the faithful can lift through growing engagement with the Lamb. But even our wisest prayer warriors, with a lifetime imbued with the scriptures, still see the truth in Revelation as in a glass darkly, enough to advance, but not so much that we get proud. A key method for these chapters is to focus on what you can understand, on what the Spirit highlights to you. Read the other bits, but let them remain on the shelf to be considered next time round. What am I grabbing today? Well, I'm drawn to see how all of God's decreating work, crashing down cosmic constants, letting fire do its work, is in response to his people's prayers. God is doing what his people have been begging him to do for years. And so I think that if we follow the tone of their blasts, the trumpets should lead us to prayer and perseverance. Real prayer, proper prayer that fills the golden bowl of heaven. This prayer expresses a sickness with the prominence of pride. 
This prayer is pained by the posing of the powers. Do we pray those prayers? Do we allow ourselves to express agonised dissatisfaction with the state of this earth? I, for one, am sick of the pride and all the hate. I'm sick of humanity's sin that requires this kind of tragic response. In fact, I'm sick of my own sin. Woe to us. Woe to me. Woe caused by me and my always in the background, never quite quashed desire to do my own thing, to put two fingers up to God and choose to please myself. Woe to my flesh that keeps on dragging me down to my most base self. Now this woe must never become self-hatred or other person hatred. With the woe we go to pray. We repent of our fallenness. We beg God to change things, to win his earth back in our days. And then, having prayed, we go. We go to live like the lamb. We go to trust in the God who always reigns, who always watches, who will never miss the tiniest act of faithfulness on our part. Yes, we go to faithful endurance. Most of all, we go to faithful endurance, knowing that life will be hard and the decreation work of God against all that is evil will be robust, that the medicine will require a massive gulp. But we know that if we faithfully endure, then all our prayers will be answered once the fire of God has done its work. Here's a question for reflection. What pained prayers are you praying about the state of the earth. We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.